Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Chad, what episode oh. is this, Chad? Uh, episode number 114. Nice. We're getting up wow. there. Dang. Yeah. Might be, a good, might be a good time for a farewell slapper cast. <laughs> yeah. We'll reunite next week and do another one. There we go. Right. Yeah. The final. This is our it's last first. one. Until next, the next one. The first farewell episode. Yeah. So I see we have people signing up for reward music. We've got almost every day there's another name popping in. So starting to pick up some steam. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's nice to see. We're, we're, we're um, uh, Paul sent the final mix yesterday. So we're, we're, we're going to be mastering our, our record pretty soon. I'm doing a, a, an interview today, which will air next week. We'll, we'll put a link up to it. I'm doing a, it's called expat radio with our friend Joe Walmsley uh, from nice. Liverpool in, uh, but he's, he's in San Antonio. I, I listened to it. He had a, he had a, had a guy on last week that was the, uh, like a security business kind of thing, but he's, he, he was working with Daniel Craig. He's worked with, uh, U2. He's worked with, you know, a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of people, you know, so he's, he's had some, he's had some great guests on there and he's about to, about to sink, sink today. So we, we got expat radio with Joe Walmsley. We're going to have that today. And, uh, um, we were just talking before the, re- the record button hit about the, how everything is, you know, starting to, to, to rumble, the ground's starting to shake. Stuff starting to happen. Yeah, it's good. Um, good feeling. True. True. Yeah. What was the? Uh, what was it like being back home at the Continental? Very nice. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I uh, yeah, it was like going home <laughs> after a long absence. Of course, we've been in that backyard several times over the over, during the pandemic to do to do live streams. Thanks to the generosity of Pete, let Pete Gordon let, letting us in the gate. But uh, this is the first time we actually had a full audience in front of us. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Luba did a fantastic job on sound. Lori and Kirsten were there selling our gear, so all we had to worry about that show was just setting up setting up our instruments and playing the music, which is really nice. Yeah, Patrick Brennan knocked the knocked the roof off too. We brought a saxophone up, and I had talking to some people before the show and saying, yeah, a friend of ours coming in, he's going to do some sax. They're like, saxophone? Black? No, 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 just no. And then I saw them afterwards. They were like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, uh, he tore it up. He's great. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have some more. We'll have some more of that later on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we got to. He played on just the right songs too. I mean, and everything he played was just like, oh yeah, that's that, that totally works. hundred percent works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great crowd. Good to see some old friends, see some new friends. Uh, Bob Schultz was there, so it was nice to get him out. Him and Andrew were out. Uh, I don't know if you know those guys or not, but they basically built the building across the street, and uh, they have their offices there. And, and Andrew lives above the Continental, so that's 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 family to us as well. Uh, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Rice and Bob Schultz are the main money that you know. That, yeah, just yeah. just gold, man. It's just it really is. It's such great. It's such a great. Uh, it's such a great family. You know, I said it on the stage there too. I said, uh, I said it on on the gig that it was. You know, that place is so special to me because I was able to, you know, to to serve their first drink at the Continental Club and watch it go from. You know, obviously the Continental Club in Austin is a landmark, and it will always be the stepping stone for so many huge names in all sorts of music. But the one in Houston is my favorite because 
A, it's in Houston and B, the, you know, watching it go from as, as minuscule as it was to, to, to this powerhouse of, and, you know, and like I said many, many times, they do not, that, you know, they don't, they don't run out and buy, you know, you know, get, get talent. That's, you know, that's hammering the neighborhood. They go out and they get, they get it from all over. Mm-hmm. We've seen Southern culture on the skids there. We've seen the, the, uh, the, uh, the guys from Russia, what was the one, the, oh, Red Elvis. Red Elvis's, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so many brilliant shows there. Um, the guy from Squeeze, you know, we saw Glenn uh, Tilbrook there. We saw, I mean, just so many, anyway, so they, they are, they are, they're, they're only open in the back right now, but the, the bar is slamming. I mean, they've got everything back there. Weather is absolutely perfect right now. We've got, um, we got, so we got Luba every Wednesday doing the acoustic thing. Then we got Beatle on Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, we got, you know, all sorts of bands coming in and, uh, yeah, just, 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 um, Continental Club, Houston, look them up, hook them up. Yeah. Drink them up, man. It's going to be, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to next time there. That was, uh, yeah. Very cool. I was talking a good time, I think after the show, uh, for a minute and, um, you know, I hadn't seen him since Christmas, and uh, and uh, when we had a little socially distanced thing on his front lawn, and uh, uh, he was saying how much he likes the band now, the the new the new version of the band, and then I just casually said, "So, hey man, did you, did you get some shots?" And he's like, "Oh no, 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 I'm, I'm not doing that." And for a second, I thought, "What?" And then I realized he's talking about. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I have to drive. And it was one of those things that just really, really struck me as being super funny because every, the entire world is talking about, you know, shots. And here's John thinking like, it's party time. I'm out working. It's great. We're back to be back at work. Let's party. But I can't because I got to drive. I'm like, no, you dummy. Shots in the arm. So that's a, that's a little, fun little conversation. I was just like, really? But That's apparently great. he is getting his shots in the arm. So he's, he's, he'll, he'll yeah. be fine in a couple of weeks. So. Well, they have to, they're all front line. Those guys are seeing more people and they will, you know, yeah. continue to see, to see, you know, hopefully they're going to see more people than anybody in that block yeah. forever. So, and the pizza place is, uh, is, uh, they've already started cleaning out the, the, the old, uh, Winburn mess hall and, and home slice pizza from Austin will be moving in there, hopefully up and ready in a couple months. So, and they'll have a window into the courtyard so you can just walk over and get a slice or whatever you want while you're listening to great music at the Continental. Yeah. Excited. I want to go crash. I want to go crash Luba's gig one of these Wednesdays and uh, <laughs> uh, just, uh, just, just go in and, you know, you know, he, he writes some incredible stuff. He, you know, he's a, like Chad said, he did a great job on our sound. So I want to go back and, you know, support just, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, we didn't talk about uh, Round Rock, Cork and Barrel too. You know, seeing seeing that crew from 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 Austin that we haven't seen forever. Now there was a bit of a mix up there, and again, we, we uh, you know you have to put this down to just growing pains and baby steps and all the rest. But um, because of the you know uh, you know our crowd coming out, and because of the weather and everything, and the new you know the you know that new car smell or that new club smell. You know the place is going to be mobbed for a while, so they they were they had said that there was no reservations needed for the patio. That wasn't true. The patio is completely 
serve or in a reserved and sold out. And we're, we're, there's no chart, but so there's no room in the patio inside is completely nuts, you know, wait all night. So people were coming just expecting to be able to just sit in the patio and drink. That's not the case. So hopefully we're going to be back there in May and June, July on, on and on and on. But, um, just the confusion had had been that there was going to be, you were just going to be able to go out and sit in the patio. That's not the case. So next time we announce the date, uh, hopefully, like I say, hopefully May and June, July, um, uh, just, you, you know, if you're, if you're in the surrounding areas, just, just make sure that you're, that make sure that you call them and reserve your spot because it's, it, it's well worth it. The, the, staff the food the surroundings everything there's just there was nothing where i had no complaints i couldn't find and i looked i looked i looked you know <laughs> i looked hard to find something with nothing mm-hmm. so yeah so. High, high marks from everybody who came out of course they're you know apart from the uh the seating problem that patrick just described uh yeah all our regular fans and friends up there who came to see us are in love with the place so you've got to come back here uh, the club liked us. We liked the club. Um, no noise complaints from the neighboring uh, houses. That is huge <laughs> for a new venue like that to not have to worry about the law coming in, <laughs> giving them, you know, giving them a hassle when they're trying to get their, get their feet wet. So yeah, I'm, I'm that's going to be a really cool, cool place to play. Cause we haven't had a regular place in Austin uh, since 2018. Yeah. We're going to have to have, have to have words with Greg and Terry Leach too. They, uh, <laughs> they're just the generosity, you know, of, of, of all our friends, it's, you know, just they're awaiting their second shot and waiting to be, you know, bulletproof like us so so they can come out. But, you know, we're going to have to have words with them. Yeah. Very, 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 very much appreciated. <laughs> and uh, Chris Buckley did a great job. Yeah. And by the time you hear this, he'll have played with us in O'Bannon's yeah. College Station. And uh, looking forward to doing that again. And it looks like a little cabin fever set in with baby books. So he, he might be jumping in the van a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting. Yeah, he did great. He did great. He's a fun hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Eric, uh, switch the subjects here. Uh, we talked about Iron Man, the autobiography of uh, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath last week. Yes. And uh, so I went, I had a thought after we had a, after we were talking about it, and I went, so I wonder if there's an audiobook. Because I, I love listening to audiobooks, especially when they're read by the author. You know, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend did his. So I went and looked it up, and there is an audiobook version. However, Tony Tony does not read it. Does not. Do you know who reads it? I forgot, because he says in the book who read the book, and I can't remember who it is. It's somebody – well, I should, yeah, I'm trying to see if you can guess this, because <laughs> I, I told Patrick this. He was like, what? It's uh, – who yeah. is it? It's somebody – it's not Nico, is it? No. You're a little – you're getting warm. It's somebody. It's somebody, it's somebody you love – Who's the drummer? Who's English? Yeah. Uh, and he's actually also from Birmingham. Oh, it's uh, Bev Bevan. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. Yeah. 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 So I saw that. I, I, I was like, I said, read by Bev Bevan. I was like, what? Like, is that? I, my first thought was, it's got to be a voice actor who just happens to have the same name, <laughs> who oh. just reads audiobooks. No, it's him. And I think it's the only audiobook he's ever done. And he does a great job. He's so oh, good at it. Yeah, I, I got to check it out. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he played with Black Sabbath for a hot minute on the on the Born Again tour. 
Right. And, and since they're from Birmingham, it's funny how just ca- in that book, he just casually says, oh, yeah, my buddy this, my buddy that. And then you got to realize that if you're in the music scene in a certain city, you probably know a bunch of the same um, musicians. And, and to think that, you know, it was Bev Bevan and Ian Gillian was that was that particular incarnation of uh, of, um, of Black Sabbath at the time. And I, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to see them um, when they came around. I was a kid. I think I was a freshman in high school, and they came to Portland. And I think I think Quiet Riot was the opening band for that particular tour. So I think it was Quiet Riot and Black. Yeah, well, that's, you got to start somewhere. Um, <laughs> and uh, but you know, a huge fan of, of Bev, obviously. And then he you know went on to do. ELO part two, which they got sued for and they called themselves something else. And now he's got a, I think he's got a new version of the move. If they're playing anything right now, there's a a newer version of the move kind of out there playing shows here and there. But, um, uh, Tony was, uh, he's on the Birmingham musicians walk of fame or whatever. They have their own little kind of walk of fame out there. And Tony was instrumental in, uh, no pun intended instrumental, I think in getting, in getting Bev, to be part of that as well. So they're, 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 they've been really, really good friends for a long, long time. Yeah. Yes. I'm just wondering like how I'm, I'm guessing like, you know, the publisher saying, so Tony, you going to come in and do the audiobooks?" And, no, no. Call Bev. He sounds just like me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I guess he says, maybe he says it in the book. Does he mention it? And then afterward or something that he sounds like him or. Yeah. Does he say why he, Bev? Uh, I think because him? he's a mate, as he said, it. you know, he just said my mate. Uh, okay. Bev did it yeah. or, or wanted to do it. And yeah. it's a good choice. I mean, yeah. 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 I got to check that out now. Yeah. They do have similar voices. Low baritone speaking voice. You'll have to, uh, uh, that, that Brum's dialect too. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, still, still calling, still, still putting dates down for the, for the summer and beyond. And, um, it looks like our Pennsylvania gig, uh, Bethlehem, won't be won't be happening. But we're still talking about going out there. So it looks like we may have a couple of long uh, tours, um, long legs of these tours. So we're gonna be we're gonna be coming, you know coming around. So uh, you know check out our reward music for that. And um, like I said, we we finished off. Let's say we'll put the we put the the the, the final 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 nails in the coffin of this new record. Uh, which I'll be uh, uh, the first person that's asked, um, but uh, Joe Walmsley had asked me. He goes, "Hey, what's the name of the record? I want to." So I guess, I guess if nobody else objects, the name of the record is Blagmatic. Yeah. Nova. No. Nova. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will drop this news on uh, on Patreon and Reward Music uh, people first, just so they know for everybody yeah. else. Yeah. 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 So that, that's Patrick and I were talking about this name several weeks ago, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe we're, I remember, we don't, we don't, I remember it coming up in conversation here and there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those things. It was just like, it was similar to when we chose the band name too. It was like, we said, I don't know, Blackmatic maybe. And the next day, I really like that. <laughs> it just kind of, it kind of sticks to you after a while. Well, you have to hold it for a little while. It's, I mean, it's like writing a song. Yeah. You can like it on the Monday, and the Tuesday you can want to kill yourself because you don't want anybody to hear, you know, in case anybody heard it, you know? Yeah. So, and it's the same thing too. It was one of those, and the, the first, uh, Chad had an idea of uh, one of the lyrics from the record being chapstick and leather being kind of tongue in cheek, silly, you know? 
and uh, and that, I think that was going to be the there, there was another name too. I can't I can't recall another. But Con- anyway, contrary was another one you've been throwing around. Yeah. Yes. C U N T. Rary. Okay. So contrary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah pronounced contrary. It's like C apostrophe and Trey. So um, anyway, yeah, that was the other one. Good, good, good uh, uh, memory. Um, And then Blackmatic came up and uh, I was writing one day and I wrote it and I looked at it and I said, that's funny. That's kind of, and anyway, it stuck. And it was one of the things where I think it was the second or third day I called Chad. I said, what what do you think? And then we all talked about it. So nobody, uh, nobody, nobody immediately went, ah, you know, nobody. So that's good. And then the second thing that was second, yeah, it was probably about the second thing. Our friend up in Omaha, Nebraska, which is if you look at a map, it's where I'm just kidding. There's a there's you'll just see corn when you peel back the corn. And there's there it is. Um, Our friend up there, uh, whom I share many, many, many texts and conversations with much to his chagrin, you know, is um, I'd mentioned it to him on the phone call and he laughed. And he was like, oh, you know, and then that's when I said, you know, this thing can stick. This thing can be. Anyway, so that was 40 minutes. You won't get back, kids. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, so the name of the record. And um, So is it ready to go to mastering now? I know that, that that vocal you just did on El Paso was the last thing we needed the track. So what else are we waiting on right now? No, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to just do it. Do, uh, just call them and just bring the vocal down a little bit on that one. But, but yeah, it's ready. The, the instruments sound, sound great. Yeah. The, we've, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this um, much later, but we have a, we have a special guest that plays on this song and uh, just, just killed it. Just did, did uh, in, in, in a great way. Yeah. An amazing yeah. job. Yeah. So, it's, it's, uh, I think this track is going to blow people's minds. I mean, I think the album's going to blow people's minds, but this, this, uh, I, I was really excited about this song when Patrick first brought it to us as something where we're possibly going to turn into a completed piece. And to hear <laughs> when Paul sent us the, the mix yesterday, this is yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. Of the new vocal that Patrick went in and just retracted everything. And it was, I was just walking around listening to it, pumping my fist going, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's, uh, yeah. And uh, Paul, a uh, BB whom we've you know, been speaking about now for, for, for years, but he's uh, Paul's great in that he's uh, he is you know the three of us get very very close to these songs and when you're so close there's only so much you can see hear feel t- you know so it's difficult to move around and, and Paul to his credit uh, is is very in tune with and it doesn't matter if he's mixing a folkies thing or he's mixing a you know a, a pop or a you know but he's he has a great ear and he's got a great uh, just a way of piecing this stuff so I'd sung it on a scratch track on, you know, when we were just messing around and I like, putting the idea down, I had sung it different and he had remembered that that was the way that he liked it. The way that I'd done it first time. And then it kind of changes. Like I say, you, you get so close to a song that you don't even know. And you don't, and I certainly don't record at home, which I should, I should be listening to it. And, um, but anyway, so he had, I'd gone into the, to, to the studio and sang it a different way again yesterday. And he said, uh, Hey, why don't you, come back and do it like this. And we kind of, so we restructured stuff on the spot, which was, it's unnerving because I'd gone in there thinking, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And then, then you, you, you get pushed into another lane and you really enjoy it. You know, you really enjoy the. Yeah. I, I, 
when I was listening to it, I, cause it, it's great the way it, it, it starts, you start throwing in variations. Like, I don't know, was it the second or third verse that weren't there before? Cause first I thought the last take you did was really good. And that one, I thought he was like, I don't know what he's going to do to improve on that. But then you did, you did, you're talking about there, there were different variations in the, in the melody that you threw in uh, about halfway through the song. And then of course there was that, you went into the main, the main objective of the, the re-recording in addition to just redoing the whole thing was to do the high harmonies, right? That that's good. So there's this high part at the end that both Paul and I were excited about that you had done on the scratch, the scratch vocal when we initially did the tracks. And now that's back. <laughs> that was one of those moments. Where it's like, yeah, at the very end, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very good. Well, I went so, in to put the, the, the vocals on last week or no, excuse me, at the beginning of March. Yeah, it was right before. Yeah, it was right at the beginning of March and figured out that I had lost the whole upper range of my voice. Everything was gone. And it was unbeknownst to me because I had no no sore throat, no symptoms. Everything felt great. You know, and I'd gone in there and I'd figured out when I went in there, and it sounded like, you know, like I was, uh, you know, you know, being choked. You know, you get to that note. And so we went through again. I think this has been a recurring thing, but I think it's March that my voice decides to, to leave. It, it decides, yeah, well, I'm going to take the, you know, the, the month off. You just go and scream your brains out. Cause I'm not going to help you. Know? So that's when I figured out that I couldn't do it. So we waited till, you know, I had that part back and actually, yeah, but that's uh so it's finally done. So yeah. Please. So yeah, good. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, we, we have our, our friend, uh, Vicente, uh, used to, I'm not sure he said he's pronounced his last name because we usually call him Dorian, which is his pirate Sherwood name. Uh, he's working on the entire layout of the, uh, of this album. So I'm, I haven't seen, none of us have seen this yet. <laughs> really anxious to see what he's doing with it. So I'm, that's going to be really cool. Vicente is the, the, he's the art director for HEB. Was. Oh, was, oh, he left? He's okay. Oh, okay. But he's, he's, he's also, he's, he's also worked with Guinness. He's worked with a bunch, a lot of really big names. So to have somebody of his caliber working on this record is, is uh, something I'm very thrilled for. Blaggard fans will know him from our uh, Blaggard T-shirt with the with the forest and the silhouettes being us in the you know yeah, the, in the shape yeah. of the skull, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dorian's, Dorian's done that one. That that was his work, mm-hmm. and we're you know he's and, and we've we've also stayed at his stayed at his home. We've you know we've you know swam in his neighbor's pool. We've had all kinds of. Uh, all kinds of experience with and they're 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 just as as generous and as, as as wonderful as all our you know people. But we just we're just really lucky to have them in our in our corner, as they say. Eric, you you look you look like you're you look like you're breaking the law somehow. What's going on down there? Okay, okay, cut it out, Chad. Cut it. Okay. I'm Edit. listening. I'm I'm listening. I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was, now the hard work begins. Now we got to write. Now we got to write the follow-up record. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, so what else is going on? We, we got we've got Grapevine. Uh, yeah, that's and, and Arlington. That's this Friday, Saturday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday in Arlington and Saturday in Grapevine. Yeah, uh, and Saturday is going to be fun because our friend Michael Logan, he uh, he was the oh, yeah, yeah. he was the main guy in. Uh, involved in the Sherman Celtic festival, which we, uh, we only did the two years that they were open, um, which they were of course canceled last year. And they're working really, really hard on trying to get sponsorship to, to make this year fly. But Michael has, uh, he's working with a fiddle player 
up in Dallas and they are called uh, River Driver and they are that they're going to be playing with us. He called Michael called me up and he said, hey, is there any room on there? I said, you know, I, I've seen your stuff. I know you're I, I know that you're, uh, you know, you're uh, he, he's, he's he's a great sound guy, but he's also a good bass player, great guitar player, great singer. So I knew that he wa- it wasn't going to be a dog. You're not going to get somebody up there just, you know, singing whiskey in the jar. But, you know, this yeah. this guy knows his stuff. And uh, yeah, the fiddle player he's working with, I, I, the name escapes me, but great, great player. And uh, they're just, they, they, they sound great. They're not doing, like I say, they're not doing this, the, the regular crap. So I immediately thought of when we, uh, when we do a Kima festival and we do stuff like that, you know, having somebody like, that, like that, that come in, that's not only a great player, but also good ear, you know, able, able to, you know, help with the sound and blah, blah, blah. So we're, yeah. we're, we're really excited about working with them. And Doug, the guy that's putting on the Highland Games up in, in, in on Lake Grapevine, I mean, this is going to be his first time doing it. So uh, we're really excited about about getting this thing off. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze again. So yeah, we're we're uh, that, that's going to be great, and it's going to be like you know, like Austin. It's going to be great to see our friends that we haven't seen in so long up in the Dallas area. You know? Yeah, yeah. Night before that too, we're going to be in Arlington uh, nearby Maverick. um, at Mavericks. Yeah. So we've already been hearing from from some of our Dallas friends. Oh, I'm going to see you there. So yeah, that's going to be great. We also have not too long from now a gig in Richmond at um, Scotty Salinton. It's another new venue. Never, yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, looking forward to that. I've had some friends that have played there. Have you? Have you have you played there, Eric? Mm-mm. Not yet. I think I'm playing there with you guys I, in a few weeks. We'll be there. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the one in the hat. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of lots of stuff coming up. You know, like the the, uh, the the phone's been ringing as far as the uh, as far as gigs go. We've been definitely talking, to, you know, and 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 uh, the we're hoping to get all the way over to the East Coast as well this summer because the like I said, it's 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 great being vaccinated. It, it it's such a it's such a relief, you know, versus where we've been for the last year, over oh, yeah. a year and a half, year and a half. It feels like, yeah, but. Yeah, it'd be nice to get back up there and go to Eric's old stomping grounds too, and maybe even stop in at Chad's birthplace, <laughs> Bethlehem. Are, are your parents vaccinated now, Eric? Yeah, they are fully, and they're uh, they they they're they're done. They're done. It's all good. 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 As of yesterday, they were two weeks, and today's my two weeks. So yeah, I'm ready to party like it's 1999 plus yeah. twenty something. Yeah, it's it's been really. Um, you know, before until recently, you know, my mother and I hadn't hugged each other since a year ago. Hey, 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 this is a kid show. Keep it the family, though, Pat. Uh, not only am I comfortable, like, you know, actually visiting her for real now, actually going in her house, and but we, we've been going, we've resumed our, our weekly tradition of going to dinner every Tuesday night. So that's, uh, in addition to all the shows we played recently, that's another thing that's kind of been aiding my mental health. <laughs> the fact that, a little bit of normalcy coming back again. It's it's that was uh, nice to see her out at the Continental too. Yeah, yeah. That was the first live show she'd come she'd come to see, I think. So that was uh yeah. Meant, yeah, good again, meant the world. Yeah. The world yeah. yeah. It's great to you know, and, and it, well, I don't care if it brings anybody down or not, but uh, you know, and on a sad note, our friend David Carr passed away. Thursday, Wednesday? Yeah, it's just yesterday, yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His brother Mike called me and uh, 
he called me the day before that and told me that he was, you know, everything was shutting down, went into to hospice and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you, when you said that I was, this is what happened to my uncle recently. He was went in for a surgery and things went wrong and uh, there wasn't much more they could do for him. So they put him in hospice, but he, he held on Michael Wayne held on for another two weeks or something. So my mom was able to, to actually talk to him a couple of times when he was pretty alert. So when I heard the news of David was going and I was like, man, I hope, hope we can talk to him, you know, maybe visit him or something. But then the very next morning, Patrick texted me and said, no, he's gone. So that, that really sucked. The timing of it was just too fast. But, yeah. Mike had, Mike had told me when he was, trying to uh uh you know when he uh dave david had also recently had his second shot and was making plans to come see a blackguard show so uh you know uh mike uh mike had called me and actually told me that and you know we, we, so we were excited about it and uh, you know excited but you know still he he knew it was grim he knew that there wasn't a great result awaiting so uh and then he texted me the next day and you know told me so we just we're gonna miss him yeah, big time. You want to say um, you 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 knew David and his brother Billy and Mike much longer than I have. Uh, of course, I knew a long time too. But uh, you want to say a little bit about how important that family was to the to the Irish community? Yeah, well, and and again, you know, and, and I'm, I'm I'm a little bitter right now, a little pissed off, a little little upset um, with the with the David thing. But uh, the Irish community thing doesn't have the same. Uh, meaning as it does in, in, in a lot of places around the country. Like, you know, you see the Irish, you know, the Kansas City Irish Festival. You see the, the you know, I used to live in Florida. I lived in Boston, lived in all these places. And that community seemed like a, 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 a much tighter knit, less less bickering, less, you know, well, they're, they do this and they believe this and they go to that. And, they, you know, and the Irish, the, our, our, our community here in Houston is very different in that, and a, a recent example was Pimlico. I talked to Kevin McElroy from Dublin and he was saying, yeah, the Irish just don't come out. I said, I know. I said, we're, we're, we're living. Now you don't have to, you don't have to be a, uh, you know, you don't have to go to an Irish pub. If you're Irish, you can go to anywhere you want. You know, it's, a, it's been a free country for a while. So, uh, but the, 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 I say all that because the, 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 you know, that we have Irish errors, which is KPFT and a great, um, weekly radio show and it keeps a lot of people connected and whatnot but there's a there, there's the there's the aim infinities uh who owns all the molly's pubs and brian mcnamara you know lawyer and these guys do a lot of work a lot of they, they, they they've always got their hand in their pocket to give they're not they haven't got their hand in their pocket to, to protect what they have they're always giving same thing with cars you know they are always supporting every bloody Irish thing that they can put, you know, get out. And they started day one with us, with uh, my first band on the dole. Uh, somebody had leaned over and said, the Car Brothers are here. What? What's wrong with you? What are you talking about? What do you, you know? And, uh, and, and it was, it, it really only, it only took one handshake. And you look in their eyes and you see that they're not there because, it's an Irish thing. It's there because they wanted to hear Irish music and the fact that we did rebel songs and 90% of the stuff was rebel songs. That just lit them. That just, and they knew every word better than I did. Cause I, I have a bad habit of changing the lyrics on the fly. And usually, you know, I always think my, my words are better. 
But uh, <laughs> they call me on it. They say, hey, that's not, you know, James Joyce never did that. <laughs> you know, uh, Devil Air never said that. You know, Kukulin is, you know, anyway. So they were first show, second show, third show, every single time that they could, they could make it to, to, you know, come out. And then everybody that they, that they met through us, we were talking just again before the mics came on. Uh, Eric, you had, you know, you had been at, they were at your first show with us, mm-hmm. you know, T-Bones down last January. And they're uh, just everywhere they went, you know, they, they left uh, just a great impression because everybody, you know, they're not there for them. They're there for everybody, you know, for the, and uh, the the humor that the the, the humor is what I'm going to miss the most. They just Mike is the funniest of all of them, and 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 they, they were all really. Mike is nonstop. Mike will just crack you up beyond. But David had the memory. David was able to tell you every single thing that happened, and it was uh, just beyond beyond entertaining. And uh, you know, it's heartfelt. There's no bullshit. They're just straight shooting. Uh, heart, all heart. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's probably a lot of listeners here who actually have met David, even if not in person, you, you may have met him on our live streams because pretty much every live stream we've done on Facebook since this started, even before the pandemic, if David wasn't there in person watching the show, he was in the, in the live chat of the show, uh, just having a great time and chatting with, chatting with his friends and stuff. So you've probably see his name, You've probably seen his name pop up there many times before, but he, uh, I, I met David and Billy Carr, uh, before I even joined the band. Uh, they were, they were twins by the way, just it, so we, yeah. Yeah. And they would come out pretty much every single show that Patrick played. And this was back in 2003 when after Patrick, actually, no, I came to, I started, I was coming to see you before you asked me to join the band. Yeah, so it was probably even before I knew I was joining the band. I went out and I met them at probably Brown and Neal's. It could have been, God, it could have been Shape, could have been McElroy's, it could have been Slancha, uh, uh, which is where Molly's downtown is now. It could have been any of those places. But yeah, I remember meeting them there and, and then knowing what uh, important figures they were and how much they loved Patrick's stuff and how much the music meant to them. This music that I was only just then starting to become familiar with, you know, because I didn't know anything about the Pogues, I didn't know anything about Thin Lizzy, I didn't know anything about Rebel songs or any of these things. I was History always, biology, yeah, right. Uh, so I was, it was, this was, I was soaking it all in, you know, to have them there uh, at that time was, you know, meant a lot. So when I actually did start playing and singing with Patrick uh, early in January the following year, uh, to have Billy and David. And Mike come up to me and say, Hey man, good job. And this is a story that, that David was fond of telling his brother, Billy, who passed away 10 years ago, nine years ago. Was it nine years ago? Nine years ago. Yeah. Um, the the very, it wasn't the very first show, but I think it was the first time they saw me play, which was at Brian O'Neill's. Uh, and Patrick had, had thrown me the vocal for Dirty Old Town, which I was reluctant to sing at the time because I really loved the way Patrick sang it. He was like, no, no, you're singing. Stop arguing with me. So I went home and I learned the lyrics and I, like I usually do with most of the stuff I sing, I went and researched, you know, I read about Ewan McCall, the guy who wrote it, but you know, why he wrote it and so forth. 
And uh, so I, I sang the lyrics differently from how Patrick was singing. Because, uh, you know, as you just said, he has the tendency to change things, sometimes deliberately and sometimes just, you know, just for no particular reason, really. And uh, so Billy comes up to me <laughs> after after that set, when I sang Dirty Little Town the first time, and says, hey, man, that's the first time I've ever heard anybody sing the word, lyrics of that song correctly. <laughs> Good job, man. That was really cool. <laughs> and uh, David still was telling me that story uh, whenever we would be hanging out and talk. He said, you know, you know Billy, you know. When he heard you sing Dirty Old Town, he knew that you were you were you were good. So, and uh, you know, David David came with us. Uh, he was intending to do it again, but I'm really really happy he was able to make it with us to Ireland in 2019, which is the last time we went to Ireland. Uh, and uh, I got to spend a lot of time with him. Sat next to him on the plane on one of those flights, as Patrick did as well. Um, so I'm, I'm very very happy to have that those memories. Yeah, and they they they. they uh they entrusted us too with, they gave us some of Billy's ashes, Billy and David, you know, obviously being twins, but they, they'd given us uh, some of uh, Billy's ashes to put in the Shannon. And we always did. And it's funny. We just did Broad Majestic for Billy at the Continental Club, the last, you know, the last uh, show. And, uh, you know, just for those guys to, 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 to let you, you know, do, do such a thing, you know, and then, you know, and obviously, you know, Mulligan's now in Dublin is, is, is a part of our tour because of Billy now, David. So, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're larger than life and they're big, you know, every cliche you can think of, they are, but they're, but, but it's, but it means, it means a lot more because they've, they've just been, they've been part of our lives for yeah so long. Uh, you mentioned that thing with the lyrics. That's the thing I'm going to miss about them the most, but I already missed about Billy and I'm going to miss about David is that, Every time you would change a word just to be silly in a song, which happens all the time. It's one of the fun things about being in this band. A lot of times those things fly over people's heads because either they don't know the words initially or they're just enjoying the music. And, well, you know, David and Billy would always catch it. And I, I could, I could never, I could never, it would never fail. I'd, I'd catch their eye after you do something and they'd be standing out there going, <laughs> we heard it. <laughs> so I, I'm going to miss that. And they, they also approved, you know, the, the Eric that, you know, you were, you were car brother approved. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, Mike was car brother approved. You know, Chris Buckley was car brother approved. Jeff was, and it, it, it kind of tapers off, <laughs> it <kinda laughs> tapers off. <laughs> you know, it really did. I mean, and it was funny. It, it's, uh, it's, you know, they're, anyway, they're, 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 they're just, they're sorely missed. And, uh, uh, and I, I feel extremely sorry for, for Mike. Um, you know, because he, he his his last thing he said to me on the phone, he said, "I don't know what I'm going to do without him." And I, I I know. So yeah, David, this is for you. I was thinking we could close the show. I have this great footage I got when we we're on the yeah. tarmac. Yeah, we were stuck on the tarmac. We talked about this on the show before. Yeah, uh, we were stuck on the tarmac in Houston at the airport when we got back from Ireland in 2019 and Patrick and our friend doc and David and I were all, we're all in the back row, the very back row of the plane. Uh, David sitting next to, to Patrick across the aisle. And uh, as we were stuck there for an hour or something, I think, and I think about 20 or 30 minutes into it, David just looks around and starts breaking into song and he sings his own version of uh, Walter Cross, Texas, where he had, he had in, in classic, you know, Devlin, kind of style had changed a lot of the words and wrote his own little, little thing in the middle, this little poetic thing he says in the middle. And it just, that was just a wonderful way to close out the trip. But 
I think we'll we'll let David play us out on this episode. Yeah, for that clip. Yeah, in the words of in in, in the great words of Billy Ray Cyrus, stick it in there. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Yeah. You know, hey, be nice to each other. You don't fucking know. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody.